bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Here we are in the second episode of The Power of Routine. Very excited that you have decided to come and be a part of our service. We started this off last week and I, I'm just a big proponent of making sure that we have understanding before we go forward. So we, divide, we de, uh, defined power. Power is the ability to do or to act or capability of doing or accomplishing something. Routine is a customary or regular course of procedure. Mm, excuse me. Um, duties that are done regularly or at specified intervals typical or an everyday activity. So it's the ability to do something regularly or at specified intervals. So the power of routine is what this series is all about. The ability to do something at regular intervals. Last week we focused on, in episode one, we focused on the solid foundation which is the Word of God. This week, we are so, we're going to focus on, the subtitle is, the uh, communication is key. Communication is key. And when we talk about communication, we're talking about prayer. And Jesus taught that the most effective prayers are simple and they come from the heart. So when we pray, we should talk honestly with God. I, I want to hit that to you again. We are talking about communication is key. Jesus taught that the most effective prayers are simple and heartfelt. They come from our heart. And when we pray, we should talk honestly with God. We're going to go into Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the fifth verse. A very familiar uh, set of scriptures. Once we go into it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know that, I know that. Because I would say this is one of those things that uh, we are taught when we're young, uh, if we attended church. Uh, John 3.16, everybody kind of knows that one. I believe this prayer is the next thing that everybody gets taught or exposed to uh, at young ages. We're going to be in the English Standard Version, and we're going to start at that sixth verse, I mean the fifth verse of Matthew, the sixth chapter. Matthew 6 and 5 says this. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will 
reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then here we go. Verse number nine says, pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, we thank you for your word and may it fall upon the good soil of our hearts. This set of scripture has been used time and time and time again. It has been used as uh, what, what we call the Lord's Prayer. And I have heard this Lord's Prayer said in uh, football locker rooms, basketball locker rooms, churches. I've heard this repeated in all these situations. It has become that standard by which most people pray. Even back in the old days, uh, when I was coming up and uh, the deacons would lead the devotion. I came up in the Baptist church and the deacons would lead the devotion and they would start off the devotion by saying, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And they would use that to start talking about various areas and specifics uh, and things and, and to acknowledge God. But this had be, has become the staple, the, the standard by which most of us pray. So what episode number two is talking about is prayer. Prayer is key because prayer like our subtitle says, is communication. One of the things that we teach at God's house is the fact that prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. It is a, uh, a dialogue between you and God, but sometimes we get too busy in order to hear the response. Now, for those of us that have been in any type of relationship with anyone and you really like being around that person, you don't want them just to talk at you or talk to you. You want them to talk with you. You want to be able to provide some feedback. You want to provide your opinion. You want to do some things so that you can begin to know each other better because communication is key in a relationship. Communication is key. Our way to communicate with God is through prayer. Our way to understand God is through 
Bible reading, through understanding what he has already said, that we can interact with him. So as you can see, episode one and episode two are kind of in cahoots with each other. They kind of walk with each other because it's very important for us to have this dialogue. I want to point out the fact that Jesus starts off this thing saying, this is not how you pray. You don't have to get out in front of everybody. You don't have to get outside of everybody. You don't have to be where everybody can see and hear you. That's not what we do. We're not trying to show off by the fact that we can have the ability to pray. He says, but go and find a secret place, a place where no one can see you. He says, and the father who is in secret will reward you openly based upon the dialogue that y'all had in secret. Because when you pray, you are creating a level of connection to the one that you are praying to and the one that you are praying for. So if you are praying for your spouse, your children, or whatever, you are creating this level of intimacy between the one you're praying to, God, and you're increasing your level of intimacy between you and the one that you're praying for, which is your spouse or your children. Now, this is why I have to throw this hook in here real quick. This is why Jesus says that we should pray for those who do us wrong. Because it creates a level of intimacy and you're able to show love in the midst of that situation. See, God's already got this all worked out because he wants us to be so different and we become different because we interact with the, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit and it causes us to look and to interact at a different level. That's why communication is key. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard of uh, a thing called a walkie-talkie. But when I was little, we had, you know, one, that's one of the things we would ask for when we was uh, for Christmas. is walkie-talkies and you go around and, you know, you could be a little distance away and you could be talking to each other, you know, and things like that. Well, just think if you had a walkie-talkie and the person that you was trying to talk to didn't know how to operate it. They ain't know how to push the button so that they could talk. You know, they hear you, but then they just looking at it, talking about, hey, I can hear you, what you doing? You know, there's some processes and some procedures that you would have to go through in order to use those walkie-talkies. Or how about, you know, they just press the button and then they talk. They don't hold the button down. It would just really make you be like, oh man, come on, I can't hear you. So we have to realize that prayer is not this, I'm only pressing the button and God's only receiving. God's also pressing the, the walkie-talkie button and he's talking to us. But we, a lot of times we'll say, Father, I watch over me this day. Thank you for all these things. You know, we go through this list of things. We come off the button. Then we set the walkie-talkie aside and God doing his press to talk and he's starting to talk back to us but we can't hear him because we set the walkie-talkie aside. So we have to listen for what God is saying to us. And God causes 
His word to come to our mind, it causes us to provide, uh, gives us clarity. It does things because we've done the episode one, which is the solid foundation, and we've been reading the Bible to understand more how God is working in our lives, how he wants to operate in our lives. And as we pray and we're just talking to him about things that are concerning us. And remember, we started this off in saying when we pray, we should talk honestly to God. And when we're being honest and open, God can show us how to navigate those things that are really concerning us. There are many examples in the Bible of different types of prayer. Uh, you know, you got prayers of you know petitions. You got prayers of thanksgiving. You got folks asking questions. You got folks listening. You got God answering. There's all these type of prayers in the Bible. So if they're in there, that means they have a significance in our lives today. That they have some credence to how we should be praying. So we don't want to be the person that only picks up the walkie-talkie when we got something to say. We want to have the walkie-talkie close by, close near us, so that we can also hear what God has to say to us. We want to hear what he's telling us. We want to establish this mindset that it is not through a multiplicity of words that we try to convey to God what our prayer is or what our prayer is about. But it's through simple words. It's through words that come from our heart. It does not matter when we're praying the sentence uh, structure, it doesn't matter if, you know, if I'm using compound sentences, it doesn't matter if I'm using run-on sentences. None of that matters. What matters is, is that we're speaking from our innermost being and being honest. Not talking about how we want God to perceive us, but talking to God of how we are and while we want to move from where we are to where we believe he wants for us to be. And so we have to get this idea, we have to get this mindset that this is not this one-way conversation, but that it's two ways, that we're constantly interacting with one another. And not only, when we're talking about communication is key, not only are we just talking about prayer, but we're talking about interacting with others. When you ask someone how they're doing, some of us get upset when we hear how they're doing. Because they don't just throw out the, the uh, surfacey. They don't say, oh, I'm fine, it's all good. You know, they, they start telling you how they're doing. You start rolling your eyes and all of this stuff. But we have to be honest in our inquiries. Not only with God, but with one another. 
So if you really want to know how someone is doing, then you should ask follow-on questions, not just this drive-by stuff. It should be, you know, how you doing? You know, last week when we talked, and you, you start getting to know each other even better. Now, in this set of scriptures that we look, just looked at, if you notice, it didn't take long for all that to happen. Jesus had to set it up and say, if you don't want to do this, this is what you want to do. You don't want to do this. This is what you want to do. He, then he goes in and he says, in fact, this is how you want to say it. This is how you want it to come forth because we want to be honest with God. I love how in the uh, eighth verse where he says, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. God already knows what you need. He already knows what is available to you. He just wants to hear you say, Father, I need this. This is, the, this is where the honesty comes in. Oh, I'm okay, God. Everything is good. But you're not. There's a different level that you need to go in, God. But because you are concerned about maybe what others are going to think about you or because God already knows everything about you, so... If it's a deficiency, he already knows you had a deficiency. So it shouldn't be an issue with you being honest. But some of us do have that issue about being totally honest with God. And we'll try to do it just like we would do with another human. Well, you know, God, um, you know, you know, it, you know, but God knows the intentions of our heart. And so if we can just speak from our heart, God, I am deficient in this area. I need your help. I really want to change. Um, the word repent means to start traveling in a new direction. And so we're telling God, I want to move in a new direction. And God says, well, this is what you need to do to move into this new direction. And we start walking along and talking along with God. The other point that I want to bring out today is the fact that prayer is not necessarily just a set time. Prayer is not just a set time. I know some of us say we have a prayer time, but what I want us to gravitate to is the fact that God is always talking. God is always listening. But we are sometimes talking and hardly listening. And so we get ourselves because we think that God is not concerned about what we consider the small things. But God says, I'm concerned about you so much that I have numbered the hairs that are on your head. That's how concerned God is about us. His desire is for, him, for us to be totally engulfed in who he is. So Paul brings it up in... Uh, 1 Thessalonians, when he says, I want you to pray continuously. I want you to pray constantly. I want you to never stop praying. I want you to pray all the time. I want you never to stop 
praying. And so if we can get in our minds that praying is also like a constant dialogue with God throughout the day. And so there's no specific position that we need to be in. Uh, there's no, we don't have to close our eyes. Please, if you are praying while driving, do not close your eyes. Okay? If you are walking and you decide to pray, please stop walking if you're closing your eyes. But it can be a part of your daily activities. It could be just as if you and God are walking alongside each other having this dialogue. That is what Paul was bringing out. We should constantly be acknowledging God, listening to God, saying, this is God, this is what I'm hearing. Is this what you want me to do? And having this interaction with us and God so that we can operate in the way that God wants us to operate. You don't even have to say amen. It's a constant dialogue. It's God, I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm talking to your people. Is there anything special that you need me to say to them today? And then we go on and we, as we're moving, we're doing, and God says, okay, say this, do this. Because it's this constant interaction, this constant dialogue, it's constant, it's continuous. Wait a minute. Wasn't that part of the definition of routine? That it happens at specific intervals? Huh. Yeah. I guess this ties into our hmm. Yeah. So it's very easy for this to, to be a part of our lives. And I'm not talking about the uh you know when you get upset and you're saying, oh Lord, or th things like that. I mean that you're constantly having this dialogue with God. Now I'm getting ready to call you out because you're always having a dialogue with yourself. So why don't you just get yourself out the way and put God in self-place and then you can have a constant conversation with God. Because self usually don't want to be our cheerleader. It's usually showing us what we're doing wrong. But God's desire is that we will be Above His desire is that we will excel. His desire is that he will be able to show his glory by causing things to work for our good. So we have to get this in our minds. We have to lock it in so that when we go forward, God can just begin to reveal more and more to us and so that we can become those great ambassadors that he wants in the world. Those that communicate with him in such a strong manner that everyone knows that his hand is upon them. So that we can walk in the strength of who God is because we constantly have this uh, 
interaction, this dialogue with him. You know, I've been talking about walkie-talkies, but if you watch today, a lot of, lot of folks now have the little earbuds in their ears, and they, you don't have to push a button. You, just, you start talking, their voice activated, and that's how we want to have our relationship with God. We want to know that our relationship, our communication is voice activated. As we start making a declaration unto God that he hears us, but we have to make sure that we take the time to hear his response to what it is that we're talking to him about. Wouldn't it be funny? I know some, some folks would probably be like, oh, that'd be good for me. You know, if you got to say everything and your loved one or your spouse didn't, have, didn't say nothing, I know some of the guys is like, but, but you know, just look straight ahead. We won't, they won't know that, you know, you're the one. Okay, just look straight. Your spouse might be looking at you. Just look straight. All right? But some of us would be like, man, if, I, if they wouldn't say nothing back, and they just, no. That's not how we build relationship. That's not how we build oneness. That's not how we build unity. We build it by getting an understanding of one another. And who better to have a oneness and a unity with than the one that created and designed you and put you on this earth for a specific purpose? Who else? So we should want to have the dialogue. We should want to have that level of communication because communication is key, which means it's significant. And if we could grab hold of and get it into our mind that we can constantly talk to God, that it should be something that we're doing uh, every day. Uh, my mother always says, she, she, you know, she'll be like, hey, Holy Spirit, what should I be doing? Holy Spirit, help me through this. Holy Spirit, and she has this dialogue all the time so that it provides guidance for her. And that's what we want to have. We want God to speak to us via his spirit so that we can know what it is that God has, is where he wants to position us for the day, where he wants to position us for that time, where he wants to position us for that moment so that we can be the good ambassadors that he desires for us to be. So as we are going to close this out, I want to point this out. Jesus says it like this. He says... Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, how be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That did not take all of 15 seconds if it took that long. But the fact is, it acknowledges that God is above all things. It, it says that we want what you want, which is the kingdom of heaven to be the kingdom on earth. That you give us our daily sustenance. As we were talking about in our first message for today, we're, talk, we're talking about stewardship. We are just the stewards of that what God gives us. God give us the bread, the sustenance for this day. And Father, for any deficiencies that we have, anything that we owe us, we ask that you will forgive us for that as we will forgive those who have deficits with us also.
Because the Bible says, if you can't forgive, then your Father of Heaven can't forgive you. And it says, and lead us not into temptation. And what is, it's not saying that God's guiding us into temptation, but it's saying that when temptation comes, that that won't be the direction that we'll go in. But we will be delivered from the evil and the evil one because of the relationship that we have with God. Simple little conversation. And as you're going along and as you're asking God these things, you will realize that he is doing that because he's saying, don't go there right now. Go over here. Do this. Go. And God is guiding you to where you need to be. Communication is key. Last week I gave uh, a homework. And hopefully throughout this week you went into that chapter of Proverbs, found some scriptures that really stood out to you based upon whatever day it is. So for instance, today is the 11th. So you should be in the 11th chapter of Proverbs and there should be something in that 11th chapter that really stands out for you. For you and you could just meditate on that throughout the day. This week, as you're going through those, the the uh, book of Proverbs, I want you to simply just say, God, what is it that you want? Just have this dialogue with God. What is it that you want me to get out of this chapter that I'm looking in today? What verses would you like for me to really emphasize? Lord, speak to me, talk to me, and begin to acknowledge God in everything that you do. The Bible says that if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will direct your path. If you have the communication with God, he will have the dialogue with you. And so we want you to have a victorious week as you get deeper into your Bible reading, deeper into understanding how much God loves you by having this constant communication, establishing this oneness, this unity with him. I'm believing this is going to be a great and wonderful week for you as you are walking in the power of routine because communication is key. Now, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is a good day as any for you to accept him. God is always listening for you. God's desire is that no one should perish, but that everyone should come into everlasting life. And so if you have not accepted Christ in your life, I would just provide you with the invitation right now to tell you that his desire is for you to walk in victory. It's not going to make things easy, but it's going to make things easier in that you will still go through situations that may seem troublesome, but because you have hope on the other side, because you now have connected to the creator of the universe, the one who has created you, you know that going through things only helps to make you stronger, better, and more equipped to do what God has called for you to do. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your savior, you can look at Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse for a simple method by which to change that. The Bible says there that if you confess with your mouth 
the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So it just takes a confession from your mouth, belief in your heart, and God will rescue you from the penalty of sin. Also in that 10th chapter of Romans, it says, Whoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved because God's desire is to rescue you again from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we want to encourage you to accept Christ today. And if you did accept that invitation to accept Jesus into your life, please let us know either through one of the indicators on the platform or you can email us at info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. We have some additional information. We'd love to get into your hands so that we can help you along this journey that we have to go on as believers. Those others out there, really put it into your mind to have dialogue continuously with God this week. I believe that there will be some new things that will happen in your life because he says if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he's going to direct you. So as you're walking, you're talking with God, you are going to go to a whole nother level in him. And so with that being said, I bid you adieu until next week. And we just declare that God's manifold blessings will be upon you this week in Jesus' name.